0: Ho, 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 Merry Christmas!
1: Hello, and welcome to Device of Issues, the foul-mouthed, spoiler-filled comic book podcast where four friends celebrate
2: Christmas. Yeah. Yay. Happy holidays, everybody! Oh, no,
1: Daryl, Merry
2: Christmas! <laughs> Trump won. Merry the Christmas, Christmas is everybody! Over. The war
1: on Happy Holidays. <laughs> war on holidays. Okay, so what did we did something special, right? Wait, we're going yes. to introduce Cr- ourselves. Christmas is always oh, special. Oh yeah, how,
2: how
3: do we do it okay. the show again? I forgot. It. So Sorry.
2: <laughs> I am Ryan.
3: I am Sly. I'm Phil, even though I'm sick.
2: And I'm Daryl. <laughs>
3: And what's the show about? It's about controversial comics and stuff like that. But Noteworthy now doing... comic
2: book history, and we're <laughs> doing a TV show instead.
3: Yeah, yeah. special yes. edition, first one in like a year. We're doing a TV show. We're doing the X Men cartoons, the Xmas specials. Wow! So, <laughs>
2: okay, happy Christmas. Happy Xmas.
3: So we're... Now, we're... now it's Xmas. That's what.
1: Yes, now it's Xmas. So yeah. we're doing two episodes from the '90s cartoon, yeah. which uh, has gotten a little bit of buzz lately because it's on Disney Plus. That's how I watched so... it, actually. <laughs> And then one episode from X-Men Evolution. Also yes. on
0: Disney+. Plus. Oh, and oh I really? i cool. watched that there, too, yeah. That's very cool.
1: I've actually never watched X-Men Evolution, except for this episode just, just So, today. yeah, today. I, I haven't Yesterday.
2: seen – I think I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I never – I don't think I sat down to watch a full episode. Or if I did, you know, when in one ear out the other, like when I must have watched the Superman cartoons or the Spider-Man hmm. stuff. I was like, I think I've seen this. I just – I cannot tell you I've ever actually watched it.
3: X Men yeah. Evolution. Um, so this, this is this is one reason why I want to do this because it's it shows like uh, how my tastes changed dramatically. When I was a kid, I loved the X Men cartoon, the '90s one, and I thought X Men Evolution was absolute fucking trash. Uh, like, the, the worst <laughs> fucking show. It was like all teen drama shit. All the X Men were teenagers. Uh, but now uh, I think the X Men cartoon is ex- like, exceptionally goofy. Wow, uh, the the X Men Evolution. Uh, it's probably it might be my favorite. It's definitely my favorite superhero cartoon of all time. I don't know what's my favorite cartoon of all time. Wow, uh, it it it. it uh, That's high praise. Wait, wait, yeah. like more than like Avatar less Airbender. The thing about the thing about Avatar <laughs> is Avatar. Avatar. When I watch Avatar by itself, I would say yes, Avatar is better by itself. But the thing is, when I finished Avatar, I just I got into Korra, which wasn't as good, and I got to the comics, which weren't as good. But X Men Evolution made me interested in X Men comics more. Uh, okay. So. That's oh, Segway. So he has to
2: go like good, more good feelings from yeah, finishing okay. X-Men Evolution, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I was laughing there because, like, if you know Phil, his, like, his sacred cows are Valser um, Galactica and Avatar The Last Airbender.
0: Yeah, so when I hear X-Men Evolution's <laughs> better, I'm like... I, I respect X Men Evolution, but yeah, and
2: I feel like there's so many times on this sh- sh- like podcast where I we say something that pisses Sly off, and I don't think we've gotten to a point where Phil's been just like super pissed off at you for not <laughs> yeah. liking a show.
3: That's why I say my favorite, not the best. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. No, no, it's okay. I, I can appreciate that because
0: I, I, I actually like X Men Evolution a lot too. Um, I I watched both the '90s cartoon and the X Men Evolution when I was a kid, but not like extensively. Mm-hmm. I've seen episodes of both. I was actually going to ask you, uh, Sly, in particular. The first episode we do for this is going to be the introduction to the Morlocks. And have yes. you? Did you make me watch that before, or did you? No, me that's, that, that's, that that, that? that's the or... comic about that
3: That's So um, <laughs> I, I was, I was trying how to do this, but since I, we we settled on doing Xmas uh, with X Men, Daryl has never uh, read the Morlocks. So uh, when I was when we were when I was watching the X Men X Men cartoon, it's very heavily reliant on the Morlock story on what they who they are. Uh-huh. So I was like. Uh, either we we just fill Darl in on more comic bullshit backstory, or we just watched the more like introduction episode. So so Phil basically saw the comic, the, be- the superior comic version of this introduction. Okay. But but it's based on the, the a lot of the TAs specifically are basically that's that's one of the reasons I don't like it as much anymore because they're basically shittier versions of better comic stories, and the more one is a good example of that. When I was
0: watching it, I was like, I've either seen this before or read it before. And I don't know why, but
2: I know this story like like I I knew everything that was gonna happen. So for me, uh, there were two '90s like TV shows that our family loved. It was Batman animated series, and it was the X Men animated series. And like I know this well enough that the 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 Morlocks like the the first season of the X Men shows almost like verbatim in my head. Like I could repeat lines from it as they were coming up. Because the Morlock
1: episodes from season one, right? Yes, yeah. yeah.
2: Whereas the Christmas one, I. Th- think is from season like, two three or something like yeah, that. yeah which something. is where like i we were watching a lot less of it whereas for at least like the first season we recorded the entire thing on tape and like as a kid like you just put it on while you were playing with like action figures and whatnot and so i i, I have a firm fondness for x-men and you said it's really goofy and i do not contest that i love how goofy <laughs> it gets at sometimes
0: i think what's weird about the goofiness is like the pacing feels so awkward sometimes. It's, rushed. Rushed. it's so janky, like the way that scenes go together, I'm like, is that the end of that scene? It, it's <laughs> it's very strange because I, I rewatching it, I'm like, I don't remember it feeling so bizarre. And lot. the
3: animation uh, isn't that great. Uh, the, yeah. the art, the art style uh, is very cool, capturing the, the '90s comic style, but they don't fully like animate very well. A lot of the fight scenes seem so fucking awkward. Yeah. See, I will contest that one of the reasons why I love the 90s X-Men
1: cartoon and while I understand what you mean about it just being like crappy versions of the comics, I think that I not that I like that it's crappy versions. <laughs> That's great. But like but like I I really I think that like as a like as a fan of the cartoon in the 90s, I Like, when I started reading comics, I understood, like, the main cast right away. I knew everything that was going on. Like, it was easier to jump in because I knew all these characters from the cartoons. Where something like X-Men Evolution might be a better show it still was like you said it's like it's different they're all teenagers but like beast is way older and yeah like... there's
2: like a rogue cyclops romance going on which i was yes, we'll, unprepared we'll for
1: <laughs> yeah but like i just I, I really really appreciate how in the 90s a lot of those cartoons like the batman the superman the x-men and the spider-man cartoons i think one of the reasons why they were so beloved is because they exposed us all to these worlds mm-hmm. in a pretty a pretty faithful way, even if it's like very kid friendly. Yeah. You're like, Wolverine's not allowed to cut anybody and can only fight robots. Yeah, like Cap- Captain like,
2: Marvel was. F- I knew her from the X Men cartoon.
1: Yeah, like, and I feel like those. Back in the day, the. Like, in the 90s, they made an effort to. Make it so you can jump into the comics instead of making it like let's make it super super accessible. So then when you go to the comics, you have no idea what's going on. I feel like they just like I remember watching episode where like Cable is just like I'm a time traveler. I have lots of big guns, and mm-hmm. then I was like, oh I okay, I know Cable now. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
3: So so I definitely uh, uh, get I, I definitely agree a lot of what you're saying, and I feel I feel I feel it is very interesting how. The nineties or the last era, in general. How when the media tried to uh, reflect the comics rather than vice versa. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but the reason why uh, X Men Evolution and we'll get into this when we get to X Men Evolution, X Men the nineties cartoon is just the comics uh, regurgitated. uh, And uh, but uh, the X Men Evolution has my favorite version of most of the characters. Uh, Mm. Like uh, I I never like I like it's actually kind of that's the bad thing about it is actually spoiled a lot of characters in the comics for me. I don't like Rogue just being Colossus, uh, basically. I love her not having any other powers besides absorbing powers because that's, that's her very unique power and she never uses it in the yeah, comics ever. It's a very unique power. And that's all she does at Evolution. All she does is steal powers and it's, it's always a cool situation when she does And I think they, they do in this episode we're gonna watch here too.
2: It reminds me of like everyone can like fly. A lot of these X-Men can exactly. fly at least. Where yeah. you're just like oh, that's I, not like cool. It's like I
3: hate Standard
0: Rogue for that. She's literally the most boring. She's like I have the generic powers. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. it's
2: like they, they even brought up in the X-Men Evolution cartoon how... Uh, uh, Archangels in it, and they're like, Hey, you can fly, isn't that really cool? And I'm like, Is it like everyone can fly? But (laughs) I guess in evolution, I wasn't thinking about like that Rogue couldn't do that, or like does Jean Grey
3: fly in evolution? No, she doesn't, and that's that's funny. That's funny thing about Angel in general. Angel's created in the 60s comics where no one flew, Magneto didn't fly, uh, Jean Grey didn't fly, no one flew. But uh, when uh, Angel left the team, basically, and, another, and Chris Claremont, the most famous writer, started writing X-Men. He basically gave everyone flying powers. Storm, Jean Grey, Magneto. Everyone got flying powers. So when Angel rejoined the team, like, years down the line, like, ten years later, he was like, he's like, he's like <laughs> wow, you suck. You, 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 basically, uh, in the video game, when the character gets power creeped out, he basically got power creeped out of yeah. the X-Men.
2: Yep. Yeah. Which
3: is funny
1: because Chris Claremont wrote one of my favorite uh, flying based X-Men stories where the Blackbird blows up and they're all falling and only like two of them can fly and they're like, we have six people, we're just fucked.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but then eventually everybody could fly.
0: Also, yeah, his yeah. wings his point. wings have to be pretty, like, beefy, because birds can fly because they are so light. His, his, his wings his, are carrying a human body. <laughs> his,
3: uh, his secondary mutation is he has hollow uh, bones, but you're right. It, oh, makes, it makes no sense no. that he could carry people of that limitation. Yeah. yeah I like yeah, the
1: idea of someone with hollow bones who's still, like, fighting super <laughs> <Yeah>,
3: getting punched, <laughs> not, not, uh, None of the X-Men powers make any sense. Like, try explain yeah. Storm. Try to fucking explain Storm. Try motherfucker.
2: Yeah. Storm. She, uh, uh whirlwinds.
3: Like,
1: just by storm existing, it should put the planet into constant, like, just disaster.
3: How 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 does a mutant mutant DNA make you interact with the fucking weather? How is that possible? (laughs) Uh,
2: How does it make you interact with magnetic fields, huh? Yeah, exactly.
3: No one makes sense. That's why I find funny people argue about Cyclops. They make all these fucking dumb explanations for, like, the punch dimension and stuff like Uh. that. I'm like, (laughs) it doesn't matter. It literally, no one makes sense. Stop trying to make it make sense. (laughs) <laughs> Alright,
2: so, getting into these episodes, it starts off with the X-Men, this is the Morlock, the introduction episode, and it starts off with yes. the X-Men in the, the danger room, where they're all training, and there's, like, guns and turrets out of the wall, and my favorite thing is, like, a saw blade whizzes past Jean Grey, and then Professor X is like, I'm preparing you for real-life, like, situations, I'm like, giant <laughs> saw
3: Yeah. <blades?" laughs> My favorite thing is uh, uh, so what, when, I, when I picked up so I just picked it just because I, I didn't expect Daryl to be so knowledgeable in X Men, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, now we can at least get the audience caught up with Morlocks uh, for uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's funny. I, I, I'm glad I picked this episode two because anyway because this has a lot of the memes from the X Men T A S. Incl- yes, including yes. Jean Grey being useless. Every fucking time Jean Grey gets into the fight in the cartoon, she like, holds it like five seconds saying, I can't hold it and she falls down. Yeah. She basically does the same thing.
1: Jean really, really sucks in this episode.
3: <laughs> as, yeah. as a kid, I literally did not know she was a member of the X-Men. I thought she was like Alpha Phi for Power Rangers. Because she was almost never on the, on the actual field missions. She was always with Professor X and she sucked whenever she actually did anything. So I was like, she can't be an X-Men. She just sucks too much.
2: Mm-hmm. I always thought... I don't know, Jubilee was the weakest member of the team, but she was, like, supposed to be. She's up and coming.
3: Yeah, I thought they are equatable. I thought, like, they're both, like, not real X-Men. Yeah. So Jubilee... But also,
1: it makes sense why Jubilee's like that, because Jubilee is, like, this young kid that they yeah, just so adopted. Yeah, she's up and so coming, she's, she's training. Yeah. Yeah, she's the audience surrogate who's just learning everybody and has never really fought before, and never been a superhero mm. team. It makes more sense for her to be like, "I don't know how to fight giant saw blades." Yeah. yeah. For Jean, she's super established and has been on the team for a really long time. It's
3: weird that she's like, "Oh my god, I can't do anything." She's, <laughs> she's one of the original X-Men. Like later on, they have an episode showing the original team, it's all the original X-Men. So that means she was on the team longer than Wolverine and fucking Storm.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's their training. Uh, these walls start closing in, like Pro- <laughs> 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 Professor X starts squishing them, and Storm tries to hold up the ceiling with her wind, and she it's getting like uh flashbacks because she has uh trauma from being a child and being trapped in like a collapsing building and so she has claustrophobia and she like almost passes out and then she's like i'm sorry and the professor is like you gotta you know prepare yourself better because if this happens in the field and then she's like don't worry professor if this ever happens i'll be fine and then we got to man do I just love the Jean Wolverine romance in this? Oh my this god! Is so, and they, watching this too, I'm like, this is a really bizarre thing to include in like a kids show because Jean and Scott get married, and Wolverine's like mad at this, and it's weird to have like adultery be a central part of, or like at least like feelings of like questioning whether or not there'll be adultery in a kids I, show.
3: I don't think they view it as adultery. I view it as a love triangle. in almost every piece of fiction seems it's to it's a, a love, love triangle. triangle. Yeah. But
2: the problem is that Jean and Scott are dating.
3: But, but, they don't get married so, until, but, but after they get married, they stopped. They dropped the, they drop the uh, romance. No, because doesn't
2: far. Dark Phoenix happen after that? And there's still like things going on between Wolverine and Jean.
3: Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's like, but it's Mike, I care about you as a person. Like, well, he probably wasn't bone if he had an opportunity. But well, I mean, never this, this,
2: that's the way it's always felt. Is that Jean's been trying to friend zone him, but he's always been like he goes always so hard because he's just like Jean.
0: I love his voice actor too.
2: Yeah, Gene.
0: Uh-uh,
3: that's one thing I, I prefer about X Men: by a long shot. All the voice acting is so distinct. Everyone's voice is, is <laughs> yeah, much yeah, more yeah. credible. Oh my god! So...
0: Fucking Gambit! Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> Gambit's great. I
1: remember, like, I remember everybody thinking Wolverine was like the coolest ever in the nineties, but he is such a fucking piece of shit in this show. He's so, I and mean, like... I
3: mean, that's funny thing because uh, the show takes Wolverine side for most part, so. A lot of people grew up thinking psychos is a dick, even though Yeah, psychops- But, like, Wolverine, when you
1: watch it, he's such an asshole. He <laughs> describes Gene as something he wants to own at one point.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he's always just, like, really... He's a, a, the downer of the team. Like, when I was watching this, I was like, oh, he's, like, not, like fun to be around. He's like, the grumpy old, he's, he's like He's a cool character.
3: He's a cool character. Like, I'm too cool yeah. for this. He's Shadow, the hedgehog. Like, fuck you, I'm yeah. too cool for this. Well, one of my
1: favorite... Well, this isn't in this episode, but I just want to mention it because it's, it's something Joe and I reference all the time. It's an episode where Gambit gets captured and they go to, like, Gambit's childhood home, which he lives in this, like, really run-down, old like, pretty shitty house in in Louisiana. And they walk in, they're like, wow, I can't believe Gambit grew up like this. Like, Rogue says that. And then, I think Gene is like, yeah, Gambit had such a tough childhood. And then Wolverine's like, yeah, Gambit's so messed up. (laughs) He's just so shitty. But I mean, he was, like,
0: tortured and experimented on, right?
3: Yeah, I can't imagine have much yeah. for other people when you... When yeah, you you're like, much... people eat...
0: Yeah, why would you not be a bitter... Yeah, he,
2: he's sly, but like 100 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so, Scott and Jean go out on a date, and as they're going on a date, they see this...
3: We should clarify, the, when we talk about the romance, the romance scene specifically was, Wolverine was injured from a previous fight, and Jean, like, tries to console him, and he's like, Jean, I need you, and she's like, oh, I gotta go, and she leaves. Yeah, I <laughs> <She goes, laughs> go date.
2: On. So you see a little tiny green alien looking boy with a jacket on and he steals some food and My then... magic
3: uh, Leech's powers are to leech people's powers. He does not have magically teleport fruit Yeah, to his hand so he's powers.
1: leeching Jean's powers, right? So he,
3: no, but he he makes, negates the powers. <laughs> he does not but steal it. In
1: this yeah. no, in this I think he steals them.
3: Okay. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs>
1: Otherwise, I don't get
3: how he moved okay, back. That's to, okay, that makes more sense. Okay, they changed it then. Okay. In the all right, comics, all he yeah. does is uh, <laughs> and they gave his powers.
2: We're just in the weeds with this where it's like, little tiny leech boy, uh, his powers are.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. No, but that's important because he leech is the central part of the x episode.
2: Yeah. So, they he steals some fruit and then he runs down into a subway and Gene and Scott chase after him because a whole crowd of people is running after him. They're like, we want to protect this boy, this mutant, yep. from being hurt by these people. Because the down, gang
1: is like, fuck mutants, we're going to go murder this kid. Yeah,
2: but they get down there, and there's a whole bunch of mutants in the subway, and they're like, no, fuck these people, we're gonna beat the shit out of them. And then Scott's like, oh, great, now we gotta protect the people from the mutants. <laughs> they're this very ugly like...
3: mutants, like, they're not used, like, the X-Men, they're, like, uh, uh, one guy has, like, tar skin, one guy... Has uh, like a mohawk and an eye patch. They look, they look. They don't look like the. Like,
1: uh, yeah, I the, love that they're supposed to be like all freaks, and like one guy's like skin is melting. Leech looks like this old like green raisin, and
2: then one guy has an eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> but they, one they don't guy's look, like, big and buff. Cut, uh,
3: like most, actually look like clean cut American citizens for the most part, but uh, these yeah, guys yeah. look very different.
2: And so it's they, there's a whole big fight scene, and then this old lady comes out and she says, "Everyone, go to sleep, sleep," and everyone just passes out on the ground. And then you have uh, who is this lady what's her name Calypso? Calypso. I
1: mean. Cal- Calypso, yeah.
2: Calypso. Right. Calypso. Cal- yeah, Cal- 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 oh, like, I'm just going to call her Eyepatch it's too hard to memorize. Callisto, yes. <laughs> yeah, let's call her Eyepatch. <laughs> so Calisto But there's two people with eyepatch. I just don't, like eye Eyepatch uh, <laughs> girl and Eyepatch boy.
1: Oh, okay. The two genders, Eyepatch boy and
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's the two she's the leader of the Morlocks and she's like, "Hey, uh, take Scott Summers and Jean and she specifically wants Scott because it's later revealed that she wants to breed with him because she's like, I need a yes. king. That that I thought was actually shocking for a kids show. She's like,
0: he's gonna be basically my sex slave down here. Yeah, yeah. I'm
2: going to create a purebred
0: uh, mutant race. I think that's
3: more explicit than even the comics. In the comics, she kidnaps Angel because, like, she's so ugly and she wants something pretty in her house, basically. Like, oh, just, so it's like, sort she of like the it, pet so she wants thing. To breed
1: with him. Yeah. Yeah. She explicitly says like, "We're gonna breed. breed
0: yeah. You <laughs> will be my king, and you will make me baby." <laughs> and, I, and I wanna again, like, it, it's funny because it's like it's creepy already. But imagine this was like an old guy being like, "I'm gonna capture one of the X Men girls." And yeah, I'm gonna capture Jean Grey. I'm gonna, breed
2: her. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna breed, breed her. The funny yeah.
3: thing is more like the same. More like she's in the comics though. They they can have <laughs> Kitty Pryde try to marry her off to somebody. <laughs> yeah, but that was when Kitty Pryde was like 14. Yeah, still even like, weirder.
2: And and in be- yeah. before this scene happens this is where you get Wolverine staring at the picture of I like that she- he has a picture of Jean and Cyclops together and he's just petting the Jean side it's framed. like yes. what
3: it's framed, framed by that. his bear. why band. not crop out her like why do you got to have him there too Well that's what he, does. He, he, takes there. A, he gets mad about the idea that they're together and he takes his, his claws and crops it out with his claws basically Cutting yeah his face. his
2: middle finger claw and then just yeah. claws oh. him out <laughs> And then, what a dumb guy. Why is he the most popular X-Fan? <laughs> and then as, when Calypso, Calypto, Calypso... Calypso. T- Calisto,
3: Calisto. Calisto.
2: <laughs> Tells... Who's Calypso? That's what I'm wondering. When uh, Calypso tells uh, Cyclops that she plans on marrying him, she shows jeans, like, strung up at the top, and she's like, either you marry me or we beat you guys up. And also uh, forgot that Leech stole Cyclops' powers so he can't use his laser eyes.
3: Yeah, so he had, yeah. has basically power, like, he, he has normal eyes, he doesn't have his glasses Yeah, anymore, his, but right.
2: Jean yeah. has her powers, and she tries to fight them, and this is, it's funny, because there's like a scene of just her pushing everyone back with her powers, and it's like, her power is kind of just lasers in this show. She's not like, it really, going into everyone, yeah. everyone's yeah. Everyone's
3: lasers.
0: I hated that so much rewatching this, I'm like, oh wow, that's not, that is literally the same as yeah. everyone else, it's a different color, like, beam.
2: Yeah, it's blue. Yeah. Which is interesting
1: that they they chose to do it this way because, like, I feel like in the show, every character has such a unique voice and personality Mm -hmm. that, like, like we said, like, it opens with, like, Storm talking about her claustrophobia and, like, all that kind of stuff. But then their powers are all just shooting beams.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But Jean can't fight back against everyone and she sends, like, a signal of help to Professor X. And then she gets overtaken. And then Professor X gets the X Men together and it's like, Alright, you guys need to go down there. Since Cyclops is out of commission, Storm becomes the new leader of the X-Men. She's yeah. the second in command. And then they go down to the subway and then we just have a whole bunch of fighting going on. And Between the X Men and
3: the Morlocks. X Men sneak yeah. down there, and Morlocks fight them.
2: And to be fair, like, I kind of, I enjoyed this because it was at least, like, <laughs> this is where they get to be quippy, and I don't know whether yeah. it's, be- it's probably because I watched it as a kid that I was just enjoying them, like, shooting these absolutely dumb, asinine quips at each other all the time.
3: Yes. Uh, this is also where you get to, the, uh, so they find Jean first, uh, with the old lady that had made all of you foster before. Yep. And uh, this is another meme scene, uh, covered with scorpions. Cause oh she, God, starts God, like, yes. she starts saying, covered with scorpions. With scorpions. <laughs> like, no, I'm covered with scorpions. <laughs> scorpions Stop. <get> It's
1: I I no joke reference that at least once a week. It's so perfect.
2: If I ever have a secret society for my family and stuff, that is going to be my key enter phrase because we still reference that too. Among uh, what other. a secret?
1: You just voiced it on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. Daryl. All it. our listeners,
2: <laughs> our twenty listeners, will know. <laughs> yeah, how it's to always... get into my secret family society? <laughs> so, I do like how
0: I, I, I you know it's with illusion magic. It's, sometimes I'm I, I'm. I'm always skeptical of how long you would buy into it after mm-hmm. you're like I was. I was fighting mutants, and all of a sudden, I'm covered in scorpions. But Wolverine realizes he's like this fucking old lady's doing this. He tries to kill her. <laughs> like, he that, yeah. like, says, like, what, that's what that's are like, you doing to my head? And then he just tries to kill her. That's
3: one reason why uh, the are writing of the show. Like, how, he breaks out of it just because he breaks out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, he doesn't use his senses or anything to break out of. He's just like, fuck you, lady lady. Uh, and <laughs> like, like later on,
0: he fights, she, he fights. Why wouldn't like, he like, realize that she's causing this somehow, you know? Yes. I feel like
3: that makes sense. There's, there's, it's to the two, lady two, who
1: keeps yelling, you're coming,
0: in scorpions. <laughs> and you're covered po- scorpions.
3: And there's two possibilities. Because there's later on a character called Proteus who warps reality. And that fucks up Wolverine's mind to have his senses lie to him. You could have done either that or Wolverine sent uh reveal the truth, but they don't do either. They just Wolverine just says, "I'm no longer hypnotized. You're done." Yeah, and I mean, the, sa- like- th-
2: the same thing happens where Wolverine's uh, he brings uh, Scott back. He finds the real Scott somewhere, and as he brings him back, the lady appears again, and she's like, "You hate him because Jean loves him." It's like. Gene's ruining or things are being ruined because of Cyclops so he starts to get mad and Gene tells him to fight it and then he just like collapses on the ground overcoming it and it's it's kind of like there with Sly where it's like there's no like reason he just like had the willpower to overcome it.
1: Well the way I took that is he's fighting like Scott first and then she tries to get him to fight Gene and he can't fight Gene because he loves her too much hmm. like that's because he's like all super willing to go kill Cyclops that's when he says like you're stopping me from possessing something I should own or whatever. Well, he no,
3: says. They, 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 he's just here to save Gene He doesn't give a shit about Scott at all. And that's why um, it's a bit like uh, I guess see on paper it's a big character for Wolverine because uh, he could just easily bump off Scott, but here uh, probably the first time he treats Scott like a human being and doesn't try to kill him just to get laid uh, with Gene Yeah. So like, uh, like <laughs> I he, actually
0: did appreciate that. Like, I know we're shitting on Wolverine. I used to not like him a lot when I was younger. I liked mm-hmm. him more in this episode because I'm like, he does actually in the end do what's right because he's like. I, Gene loves Scott, so I should help Scott. Yeah, like,
1: yeah.
3: He says that, and I appreciate it. I that.
1: like Wolverine a lot as a character, I want to be clear. It's just like, in this show, he's so, like, he's just so mean. It's just <laughs>
3: because this is him without by, by, by this time in the comics, he got all like the zen wisdom from being Japan, stuff like that. He doesn't have any yeah. idea. He's just, I want to <laughs> fuck Gene, basically.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and and so, the Morlocks, they're at, like, a sandstill against the X-Men, and Storm decides to approach uh Callisto is like hey let's have a trial by combat let's like wait, do one on one wait we
3: should mention a really good scene uh, I really mean, like Uh, they, they think Scott is dead for a second that's what I was going to say this, the, yeah. They, they yeah. she says you can have
0: Scott back he's dead and they give him Cyclops' body and he's like get out of here I'll give you safe passage and then Wolverine's like why don't we bring this body back in pieces? And he goes to stab <laughs> Scott's body, and Scott's body is not a body. He, the yeah, uh, he, says,
1: he says, I might not, li- I might not like psychops, but it doesn't stink like a Morla. Yeah, I like yeah. that scene.
3: Th- that was actually well, a well-written scene, which is what yeah. more this scene should have been like.
1: Now, one thing I do just want to say about how weird this, like, the tone that this episode takes is these, these guys... All it's it's even worse in the next episode. But these guys live in like all the X Men live in a mansion, and they're all like pretty like attractive yes. people. Yeah. And they go down to the sewers, and they're like, "We're freaks. You just saw a mob try to murder a kid just because we exist." And they're just like, "These people fucking stink, and they're ugly." <laughs> no, but they, they do shit. say they do try to <laughs> invite them to the experience. I
3: know, but, they, but it's funny that they're making such crass insults about their appearances when that's why. Yeah, persecuted.
1: it's like they're overall trying to do the right thing, but the dialogue is still like, "You're really kicking these people when they're down." Yeah. They probably do stink. (laughs)
0: They live in the sewer. <laughs> yeah, they're like, and their their powers are all disgusting powers. It's like I'm
1: made of shit. It's
0: like like you oh, like no. shouldn't
2: be racist against Morlocks, but get out of the sewer, guys. Yeah, <laughs> come like, on. It feels
1: like well, it's true. If the stereotypes are true, I'm
0: allowed to be racist. <laughs> I mean, if your if your if your power is like I'm covered in
2: garbage, it's like
1: you know, I,
0: yeah, I if you're, if things.
2: you're Trubbish, what else are we going to treat you as?
1: Listen, I don't want to. I'm not gonna. Listen just yes. I'm not gonna take this kind of
3: insult.
2: <laughs> anyway, Storm and Callisto decide to do a one-on-one for the fate of who is the king of the Morlocks. It's out of
3: nowhere because uh, like, she just says like I'm gonna duel you. Like, Storm had, it's like, so very... funny
2: too that she's like, yeah, okay. Like, Callisto's like, 100%, I'll give up my crown if I lose to you. Well, because she's
0: yeah. like, she, she tells Storm you can't use any mutant power so it's 1v1 yeah. with uh, I, like. Sabers. But, they, but
3: they, they beat the X-Men. The X-Men were fucking toast at this point and Storm's just like, hey, 1v1, you fucking do it. And like okay, like, it
1: no she, does, if, she does say if yeah. you back down from this challenge, yeah. everyone here will view you as a coward. That I makes know,
0: but, it's sense. It's, that, but that, it's, uh, that a defeated enemy—if you're like I, I'm, too scared <laughs> to fight, to one v
3: one you—it shows that it shows weakness. Mm-hmm. I would just be—I mean, uh, 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 I, I, I see because like, the way Crystal seems so far; like she's not that honorable. I would see her being like whatever. Yeah, I that's want that or, too. Like, it's
2: like she's not like an honorable person. She's just like—I'm. She was literally going. She stole a man to rape him.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> and she, she sent Leech the little boy up to the surface to lure oh, yeah. Cyclops down There's here specifically like, <laughs> yeah.
3: and she actually like, she like, used deception try to make him think he was dead like it nothing's nothing established that Callisto will go through yeah this. it's just
1: what? it's funny to me because Storm says it like it at its face it makes sense a little like what Phil said but also like Storm is talking as if she fully understands the political yes, structure that, that too. Su- how did people? she
2: know that they I, abide by dueling rules of well, like I, I lose my estate <laughs>
3: Yeah, I I mean,
0: it it is, again, if you think about it more of like a tribal sense, it's like, if I can beat your leader, you have to show me some respect but. I, but I
3: feel like this should have been a lot because like Storm doesn't say much right? like that's one problems with the, the, the night show in general every yeah. every cartoon in general never does stormy justice and this is a good example because she barely says mm-hmm. anything about this episode for the most part yeah uh so she should said like, like, I the, the, like there's have, like, one a,
2: moment where it looks like like the ceiling's coming down on her and she like c- has overcome that but so brief and it's not the focal point of the yes it's the, Wolverine, the Wolverine and
3: Gina's the focal point if, yeah it really is, is. Yeah. yeah but like so Uh, In the comics, this was a badass fight scene because it's actually a fight with daggers and it's a fight to the death and Storm actually fucking tries to cut out Calista's heart in the comics. Here, they take out fucking lightsabers.
0: Literally like Darth Maul
2: lightsabers.
3: Blue, glowing blue, glowing red. This is pre-Phantom Menace. I noticed
0: that. I actually looked
3: at it. Really? So George Lucas ripped this off. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's how it works. You can't, you can't have the same idea. You have to rip off the other person.
3: Yeah, yeah, no one else had ever thought of what if a sword went out both sides. And honestly, this is probably a Wars probably oh, too. They're like, we need to have laser swords. Okay, let's just take off fucking lightsabers and make him two of them. Yeah. I cool. mean,
1: I don't know if like you know that I'll defend Star Wars at any at any turn, but I don't know if laser swords. I'm gonna be like, only George Lucas thought of that. What if swords but laser? <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, he was a, he was probably like one of the first major ones. So. He was a visionary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> laser
3: <laughs> well, sword visionary. Are gonna say like well, Star Wars be the same about laser swords? It's very cleaved to the identity. Would you
1: say? Oh yeah, no, I I know, but like I just think about like any time I ever saw a laser, I'm like, what if that was a sword? <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yes. they anyway. fight each other and Storm ends up beating Calista, which made me wonder it's like what is her power? Because you see all the other mutants like always using their powers, which yeah. is why I also like the fight scene. Because it's like how does his power interact against his power? But Calista kind of just remember does what nothing. is
3: Callisto's power. I'm looking it up right now, I forget. Uh <laughs> Come she on. never really it. She never you really should uses know this much. like the back of your hand. The thing is, the thing about a lot of characters, especially with Chris Claremont, it's not their powers that define it's their personality, and Cliffs is one of those characters. I never remember her powers, but mm. I remember her yeah. personality very, very uh, acutely. Well, so Bleach she has
2: powers and personality, so plus one to Bleach.
3: So she just has in height heights height and height ability, so height and senses, height, uh, <laughs> smell, taste, and touch, yeah.
1: It has been also been suggested that her mutant power grants her tactical brilliance <laughs> and allows her to see the best way to engage in any given conflict. Uh, she still gets beaten by Storm pretty fast. Yeah, uh,
0: Who has, I assume, not that much lightsaber dueling experience. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, so
3: that's another thing that <laughs> like, in the comics makes sense because Storm was a fucking thief. She knows not have these daggers. Where does Storm have a fucking lightsaber? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just one thing to point out on why we don't know
1: is one of the things, too, is Callisto lost her powers in 2005 and never got him back. So that's probably why, like, all modern stories, she's just a good fighter.
3: I know, but even when we read in the 80s, like, did you ever yeah, remember, yeah, yeah. I, rem- I never remember her powers. Lost never. her yeah, I mean,
2: senses. Anyway, they beat yeah. him, and then so like, basically, now I am your leader, and I'm de- promoting as my second in command Callisto. So I- while well, I'm out, you guys listen to her, but when I'm back, you gotta listen to me. Like, I own you now. And they're like, okay. Oh wait, you
1: got hold it. on, wait, guys, this is really important. In X three, she was a speedster.
3: Yes, they they, they, <laughs> they, they merged. Team t- t- <laughs> used to make her basically in X three. Cool. Uh, Another but, reason X
2: three rules. <laughs> but
3: uh. Uh, but we, we, we have to clarify because it's important for the next episode that uh, they offer uh, more. That's not important. For episode, I don't know what, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. S- uh, yeah. They offered the to come and move them to the X mansion, and Morlocks like, no, uh, we won't go to surface until humanity accepts us. Yep. We're going to stay out here. Like, good luck. All right, see you never. Also,
1: why would they go with them? They've just been being like, you guys are ugly pieces of shit. You stink. <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to live with these guys. And I guess like, I mean, that's it's... kind of like living with Phil and Daryl was like.
3: I, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll be fine if I get a fucking good, uh, good food and a clean house. So many all you want, motherfucker. <laughs> so
2: it, the it, the episode ends. This is unrelated to the Christmas, but I like that it ends on the stinger of that, uh, like, Gene and Scott kiss each other, and when, when they come back to thank Wolverine for saving them, for saving Scott, Wolverine's gone and the window's open and the wind's blowing the curtains, and it ends on, like, that to-be-continued. And I think that's what I really enjoyed about the series is that it did, like, the comic book thing of where it's always trying to set up for what the next adventure is going to be. That's very true. I so that, love that you're always well. like, oh, man, that's cool. I wonder where he went.
3: That's my favorite thing in comics as well. That's why I love a lot of the very uh short 60s comics because they all do that basically where uh it's always never story never ends basically yeah
1: i I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of modern books don't do subplots that much anymore yeah which sucks because like you used to have like long runs where you would build these subplots under these arcs like this episode it's all fully wrapped up but there's the subplot that was there of wolverine and gene that now is coming more into fruition and becoming like the c plot becomes a b plot b plot becomes a plot i i I always really like that kind of serialized storytelling so now we're jumping ahead, right?
2: Yeah. So now we're jumping ahead to the actual X Men Christmas episode. Hooray!
3: And uh, so to uh, plan to what I was saying before about um. So the other. Storm never getting anything to fucking do. Basically, that was the last time you see the Morlocks until this episode for like two seasons because <laughs> he, he, ne- he never gave Storm like he actually had like three total character-centric episodes, and that was one of them. This is the second one right here. So like, uh, and it, be, it becomes a plot point that Storm never fucking did anything for the Morlocks ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so this is what I mean about how jarring it is, because the whole opening of this episode is, uh, who's going shopping?
2: It's Jubilee. Yeah, it's Jubilee Storm and Wolverine are going shopping together. Uh, And Jubilee has to bring uh, Wolverine along, who she calls a grumpus, and I really appreciate that.
0: (laughs) And so... I like that, too. I actually, the other night, I was, uh, Chrissy was trying to go to bed, and I'm like, I, You wanted to watch a Christmas thing. Let's watch a Christmas <laughs> episode of something. Did, did, did she, was she like, this.
2: I wish I had gone to uh, bed?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's
0: yes, framed exactly. a lot she where, where Jubilee's like, See, the I Orphan, she's like, I've
1: never had a family to buy Christmas presents for. Mm-hmm. And,. Like and it's very sweet at its face. But looking at it now, I'm like, you guys are spending so much money on a bunch of shit, and like you have we know that there's this like race of downtrodden garbage people <laughs> that you're supposed to be in charge well, of. Well that becomes and, a yeah,
2: plot point. It becomes a plot point. Yeah.
1: But it's just like
0: <sighs> also how I de- that's also how I described the Mor- Morlocks. I didn't <laughs> yeah. watch the first episode. But like, I was like, they're basically sewer mutants. <laughs> And it's, like, she, we were talking about how in, in uh, in like, something like My Hero Academia, if your quirk is something that's, like, a villain power, it's, like, you are definitely more likely to be evil. And I feel like it's the same here where if your mutation is, like, less uh, societally acceptable, maybe I feel, you're I feel more, like, more likely uh, to uh, just uh, end up in the sewers. I feel like to at
2: least in defend X-Men. My Hero Academia. I like, feel like there are some people that have – they look like they're evil, but they're good guys. I mean,
1: that's a major arc in the tournament arc of that kind of thing exploring that concept Mm. but like it's more that like our heroes are the x-men and they're supposed to be protecting you know mutants from a world that hates and fears them and they're really neglecting these like really really vulnerable people it shows classism
2: still exists within the mutant hierarchy
1: yeah but like and i understand that like that's the point and they're going for that Mm. but it's just it's weird that like this is now, like, season three or whatever. And, like, the X-Men haven't made any steps. And I'm still supposed to be like, these guys are great. Yeah. They're only attacking the symptom. They never attack
2: the systemic yeah. issues well, that the- lead to these,
3: these classes. <laughs> that's the problem with superheroes in general. Uh, yes. Eat up, yeah. Eat up oh, for sure. yeah, no, yeah. Don't address poverty. You just but, throw um, someone
2: in jail. They'll correct themselves. <laughs>
3: So, so yeah. I, I picked this so because I remember hating this as a fucking kid. I'm like, this is so fucking corny and cheesy. do mm-hmm. we watched it, I actually fucking loved it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked, <laughs> I liked it a liked it lot, it also, it. Yeah. yeah, so, my, my favorite part, specifically, is while the, uh, Storm, Wolverine, and Jubilee are Christmas shopping, Gambit and Jean <laughs> refresh Christmas Dinner, and Gambit's <laughs> trying to add Cajun f- uh, flavoring to this. I think
1: this is really funny. It's so,
3: yeah, it's so funny. And, and I think it makes perfect sense, because you never see these characters in the like Gambit and Jean Grey. Uh, but it makes sense Gambit want to add Cajun-style stuff to cooking, being a Cajun, the Raging Cajun all the time. Yep. And, yeah. um, but she's, like, she's legit, like, furious, like, she seems like she wants to murder, him. like, get the, like,
2: she says- She's like, this is my domain, you stay out of this, the day I let you help me is the day I stop being a cook.
3: Yeah, like, It's <laughs> yeah. like, she, she she's, like, furious at him, and the other guys like, have to calm her down, basically. <laughs> yeah. But this is the kind of stuff that I really
1: like uh, about the X-Men yes. is, like, this is just fun yeah. interpersonal drama intercut between superheroic stuff. And, like, the whole episode is basically Gene and Gambit, like, it just keeps cutting to them every once in a while, just fighting. And it's, like, it makes sense because Gene is, like, trying to make, like, a traditional dinner and he's just like, no, this tastes like bland-ass garbage. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's
0: why these yeah. men, like you're saying, are good in general. I think is because a family of friends together. that butt heads. They, they are kind of like yeah. a big family unit. Yeah, and I think uh, that's why they, to me they're some of my favorite comic characters is because I can think of their personality. Mm-hmm. That's and how why they we said this
1: stuff about like Callisto. So it's like we know these heroes. characters so well that sometimes their powers don't even matter at
2: all. That,
3: that's why we always, when you guys say, well, "What's the guy's power?" Like a lot of times we don't know because we don't care. We care about the characters, not yeah. The, the powers. Sh-
2: sure, but then.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's the same kind of thing like when you read fantasy. Like, when we were talking though, about, like, Game of Thrones. There's a lot of people that, like, show up a lot in the background for a while that I couldn't tell you who they are. And then when they are important, it re exposits, like, these are all the roles and stuff you need to know about them instead yeah. of them just being like, I know them as their relationship. Yeah, but this, su- their sometimes this stuff
2: this can person. supplement it. Like, knowing someone, yeah, like, a, a character in Game of Thrones' is history, like, their family history, like, you don't need to know what family they belong to. You get a strong personality. But knowing, yeah. like,. Stannis is a Baratheon helps paint who he is.
1: Yeah, but that's the same kind of thing. Like, sometimes, like, a character like Callisto, her powers are, like, supplemental on why she's, like, a fighter and everything, but they're not, like, the important part. So that's for true. some characters that are not, like, my favorite, like, I'm not, like, a huge yeah. Callisto stan. Yeah. Like, that, I'm just, like, it's flavor that supplements it, but it's not really necessary to enjoy Morlock stories. Mm-hmm.
2: So um, as they're out shopping, they go out to an ice skating rink, Jubilee yeah. and Wolverine do and they're skating, and then they see an ambulance uh, up on like an overpass that drives off of the overpass and then uh, goes to slam into the ice, but Storm like whisks it with very strong wind and puts uh-huh. it, sets it down onto the ice. And then Morlocks get out of the ambulance, and they start going to the back of the ambulance to fetch supplies out. And Wolverine goes to stop them, and this is where he's like, this episode's full of him being super racist against the Morlocks.
1: Yeah. Yes, he fucking hates them. It's just, it's so ridiculous, because they're clearly in there stealing medicine. Yeah. Like, everybody knows. And also, they live in the sewers. They don't have any need for, like, money. <laughs> and Wolverine's just like, now you're stealing from ambulances. You guys are even yeah. lower than the scum you were before. <laughs> and like, what? They're, they um, everyone knows they need medicine. That's clearly what it is.
2: <laughs> and it's revealed that they need medicine because Leech, the little green alien kid, is sick, and they don't know what's wrong with him. They tried to get a doctor to help, but Leech like accidentally leached power from like one of the nurses or something. So the doctor's like, "You're on your own. Like we're not gonna touch you guys because you guys." Are yeah, dangerous. they said his
1: power. His power's on the Fritz. Yep. So like he just keeps like lashing out, so they can't take him to the hospital.
2: Yep. And so it's almost
1: like this downtrodden class doesn't have access to affordable health care and it beca-
2: causes a systemic issue. And so <laughs> they go into the sewers to uh, go see him. And this is where we get stuff of Callisto basically shitting on Storm and everyone else. Because yeah. they're Like, you are our queen. Like, you're, you are a leader. You didn't. And you just abandoned us. Yep.
3: Yeah. Thanks for not being in an episode saying
2: yeah, anything. Thanks for, for nothing. Like, two seasons, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's like, well, you know, uh, I was I was busy. And this is Wolverine's just like shitting on them. And while this is happening, Jubilee came down with a stack of presents that she had bought for the X-Men, and she sees their li- their super small like twig of a tree with a broken ornament on top.
1: And there's like this, there's this young girl that's basically like, while all the adults are in there, like doing the medical stuff, there's this young girl that Jubilee is like spending time with. She has
3: big anime
2: eyes. She she has massive anime eyes. It's, it's the most, like, it's, like, how the, the how to draw anime 90s books. It's yeah. that kind of phase.
3: And, but everyone else is drawing yeah. the 90s uh, X-Men style, like, the, yeah. the rock, like very standard, like, comic stuff. But she's she's just there to be su- super cute and I eyed <laughs> saying, Is this going to be okay, Mrs. Jubilee? And mm-hmm. Jubilee's like, I don't and know. And a lot of it girl. is...
1: A lot of it's like really sweet, but it's so ham-fisted where she's like, I got this tree myself. And it's just like, like you said, like it's so... just like garbage, like rope with a can on it or something. And she's like, Leech went up to the surface and, and like that, you know, he yeah. like, he went up there just to get us this stuff. And then like they, she tore tours their like Christmas dinner and they're like eating out of garbage cans, like some weird soup. And <laughs> she's just like, yeah, Leech, Leech got us all this stuff too. And they're like really letting it on. Like Leech is nice. These people are really sad. Yeah. And
0: and it's very they even the little kid is like you can eat with us.
1: Yeah, she's offering them like she's like, Oh, you guys can definitely have Christmas dinner with us and Jubilee's just like, You guys are eating garbage
3: <laughs> But that's when she gives them the presents, yeah. So that's the that's a subplot of the show actually, because Jubilee's excited like, to give a present for the first time and like she got all she, got, she got, she's carrying the presents like even when they're like we gotta leave a presents behind at the, ambul- the crash ambulance because we gotta go help the Morlocks. She really still takes her presents because she wants to give them to uh, the X Men as to have presents to give out presents for the first time basically. Yeah. But now mm-hmm. she's like, I'm gonna give it to the Morlocks who need it more.
1: It's all it's all really touching. Like it's it's, yeah, it's I'm, really- I'm mocking it because it's like so on the nose, but like it's
3: it's good. It's it's done very well. That's why that's why I didn't like it as a kid because it, it felt very uh, cheesy. But like I'm, I'm watching it now, I'm like, this is not this is this is very competent for a Christmas. Eve. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's very fitting. And while this is happening, Wolverine's own subplot because Storm has her thing with being like for failing the Morlocks, and Wolverine's thing is that he's basically like b- both a racist against the Morlocks, and he's tried to use. His healing blood before to heal other people, like, that's what becomes central to this. Is they're like, hey, give him a blood transfusion. Your blood can cure him. And he's like, I don't know. It's like, out of, like, the 25 times I've tried it, like, 20 people have died and two have lived. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened to the other three. And <laughs> I should have said twenty-two.
1: Yeah, and uh, they originally try to take him back to the mansion, but Wolverine's like Leech is too weak. You'll kill him if mm-hmm. you do. So we have to do stuff here. So they like call to get Beast to come down because Beast is like the the, the doctor. But yeah. he can't. And, so they, and have... they
2: give him the blood transfusion, but it doesn't seem to work. And Wolverine gets upset about this because he, he hates this, like, feeling of someone dying due to, like, his blood not working. Oh,
1: and a very important subplot. Meanwhile, Beast is not here because he is in his lab trying to use fancy beakers full of chemicals to make the ultimate cranberry glaze. <laughs> yeah. And he folds <laughs>
0: his
3: face and he's covered in cranberries. All yeah. <laughs> that was like at the beginning of the episode. Covered in cranberries. The... Covered in He's cran... trying to make some, like, uh,
0: christmas brew and he's like it's not alcoholic but it's still good
3: or something yeah like that. yeah so that was he was that's why he didn't go christmas shopping with them but he, he joins them now at the yeah, yeah tunnels
2: yep and it, it's once he gets down there we realized that like uh that wolverine's blood had worked and that now leech is going to make it and you're like oh yay and like the storm decides to give her uh the authority back to Callisto, like, to fully make her the Morlock Queen. They she give
1: her, says, she says, gives says, her back says, the crown and scepter of power, which I don't remember that being a symbol in the first
2: yep. episode. I like that, again, she knows all these things about these, <laughs> these people.
3: But, and she, like, literally apologizes, like, I'm sorry for being a shitty leader. I'm never going to show up in these tunnels again. Here's the scepter back. Goodbye forever, yeah. basically. Do they show yeah. up in the
1: show again? I don't think so. I think like, <laughs> they're <type> <laughs>
2: And then uh, they're like, let's all enjoy Christmas together down here. And then Rogue's here for some reason. And she's like, oh, you know who's going to be real upset about this? And that cuts back to Jean and Gambit with their giant Christmas dinner finished. And they're like, where is everyone?
3: I, I find it weird because I'm like they couldn't bring that down to the tunnels. Like beasts could get there pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah it's like, like that's what I they mean. Do, it's they, like,
2: they can they can eat better food. <laughs>
1: yeah, like you, you can have Christmas dinner together without having to eat all the garbage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what Ryan? That's rude. Calling their food garbage when that's it's like their that's their culture. Yeah, food. who's the
1: racist now? All they explicitly <laughs> say like we're eating whatever scraps we can find. By definition, <laughs> it's
2: garbage. And they so might they, they eat... might revere that garbage, Ryan. They
1: don't. They're really sad about
2: it. <laughs> and that's the X-Men Christmas special. <laughs> yeah,
3: it ends with uh Jubilee G- Confessor X, Press is like uh, 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 you, uh. Don't worry about not coming up to us for Christmas Jubilee. you truly let a be a true spirit Christmas. And yeah, pretty much. He it. says, like, you
1: you gave up your Christmas to be with people less fortunate. I couldn't ask for a better gift than seeing my student like learn these lessons, and it's it's really nice. I always like the yeah. Professor X Jubilee relationship a lot.
3: Yeah. So now we're getting into the two thousand series. What is it like, Wings of an Angel
1: or something like that? Wings of an Angel. Yeah. So, uh, oh, an wings. On the wing. This show is just
0: so
2: much more like
1: artfully
0: done
2: in
1: the
0: way the scenes are are framed and everything.
1: I mean, it has an extra like ten years of animation on it. Like... I I
2: still I I like the original X Men more just because it, it was filling me with that early season one two three of Simpsons vibe where it's like uh... so clearly hand animated that I I love seeing that craft. Whereas this was this. Style of animation blends too much in my mind and character design with what comic book cartoons became.
3: That's actually a really good point, I think. That is a very good point. That's, that's why I, I do respect the 90s cartoon, because it was very unique, but... Um, and super
2: colorful, too, like, yeah. boisterous.
3: Basically, after, uh, to, after like, 1996 or something like that, all of them became computer anime. That's why the, the very unique style died out, because yeah. everyone just... Uh, very. very uh, and, it's, and that's that's one of the reasons why it, it died out is because it was very hard to get the old style consistent which is why Batman TES changed to a more cohesive uh, simpler style as yeah. well because uh, that that or, the organic style I love the TES original organic looking style with the more rounded edges but uh, if you watch you, if you watch like certain episodes like the Clayface episodes You'll see it be be done like shit and being done perfectly from episode to episode because yeah. different different studios could not get 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 the actual animation to be consistent. But that there might, is a charm yeah. in that that uh different unique style though. I definitely
1: agree because like when I see a scene from the animated Batman series or like any of the Bruce Tim stuff. Even like or, a,
2: a background.
1: Yeah. Or like the X-Men series or the Spider-Man series from the nineties, I could tell what shows they are right away. Mm. Where like X-Men Evolution, even though it looked prettier and like more consistent and like the actual animation was much more like Phil said artfully done it could have been five or six different
2: shows yes but, but I don't,
0: what I meant by the the framing of it was less of the actual animation and style as much as like the way the scenes blend the shots like of Angel standing and looking it they'll take time to like have him. Oh, okay, look okay, okay and I see. Yeah, there's there's no
2: very, the original uh, '90s X Men has a lot of very close like faces in the frame. That's very bizarre. And yeah. there's no
0: scenes without people talking. Like it, the the '90s one just goes from dialogue to dialogue. That's true. That's true.
3: X Men X Men T S is very functional. I feel uh, X Men Evolution is very purposefully artfully I done. can see like, that. Uh, but I, I, and I, I, that's one reason I do like it because this feels like uh, actually, it feels like it was rushed to get to fit the plot into thirty minutes. Right. This feels like it's it, it, and that's one of the advantages of telling the original story because the yeah. story is not really in the comics, so it's able to breathe and space it out as well as it wanted to. I, wanted oh to.
2: man, I'm like I feel like that's why I liked about the '90s one because when I was watching this, there were times of it where I was just bored watching it, where I'm like, I feel like oh my God. I should be more I, interested than I am, but I'm not.
3: That's why I love it because I, I love the slower pace because I, I I love the somber tone. Which is why I viewed this as, mm. uh, back when I was a kid, I was like, this is the way superior Christmas episode because... I love somber Christmas stuff. I don't really love the cheesy stuff as much. <laughs> and uh so this is my Christmas shit. Right? This shocked. rules cuz
2: it makes me sad. <laughs>
1: I'm shocked cuz usually I would fall right into that slide camp, but I am so on team Daryl for these ones. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like I usually like, I somber somber stuff like too. those like more somber, slow-paced, introspective kind of things, but like I just really loved those 90s episodes. Yeah, they're just like a I lot of
2: fun. Okay. I, I
1: liked know. I liked the Angel episode. Don't don't get me wrong. Like I didn't dislike it. I wasn't bored. But like I just I liked the frenetic, fast-paced, quippy
3: '90s stuff more.
0: I was gonna say I I am very on team Sly here. Like the the i liked like the Angel one so much more.
3: Yeah, I don't think it's comparable. I think this is like this is this is like saying oh I like. Star Wars Christmas special compared to uh, uh, Star Wars episode. Uh, that seems uh, a little uh, ridiculous and ridiculous. For me, this, this, this was the tra- this was a turning point. I I said I said I hated the show. This was the training point for me where I'm like, this show is better than X Men T. S. by like a mile. This is this, this was the, what changed my entire opinion. And you guys were like, it's okay. I'm like, so that's why I'm disappointed. I, it's just it's. I was like, I still think this episode's pretty good. And you're
2: like, that's like saying
3: the holidays. Like that, all, that didn't say that, that seems like yeah God yeah. Works.
2: You can be mad at me. I'm the one that said <laughs> this is boring. <laughs>
3: But I don't think okay. they're even comparable. I think, and I and, and I always feel I feel like that's insulting. Like the, what Phil said, they put so much shot effort into the shots and stuff. I feel like it's comparing them is insulting because it's so expertise is so functional and it's so trying to be artful. I feel like it's an insulting to the animators and the writers who created this to compare them. That's my opinion. So if they're listening, I'm sorry, I guess.
2: <laughs> we we knew that if they're listening, they tuned out the first minute they heard our voices. Yeah. Like, Fuck so, okay. These guys. So
3: what happens in this Christmas episode? Uh, so first of all, the writer of this is Boyd Kirkman. Uh, he passed Boy Kirkland, sorry. Uh, he passed away a while, while back, uh, but he's well, well known for uh, being a, uh, a, a, a frequent producer on a lot of cartoons. He worked on a lot of produced a lot of Batman TS episodes, and huh. he completely created, wrote directed, and produced Batman Sub Zero, the second Batman oh, wow. movie. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's awesome. That movie's he has so a thing, good. Yes, uh, he has a he has a thing for uh, ice focused stories,
2: apparently. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. He, he likes uh, the he, chill. Uh, he likes somberness.
3: Yeah. So, uh, the story opens with um, Angel uh, by himself. He's getting call- uh, in his fancy Manhattan apartment. Uh, basically, he's getting calls from his mom saying, uh, Warren, uh, if you're there, please, we want to talk to you. We, 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 so, everything's okay. Like, we forgive you. Come, come back to us, basically. So, you can tell, like, there's a distance between him and his family. He's by himself on Christmas Day. And while he's this message recording, Warren is ignoring it, watching uh, all the news. There is uh, a fire breaking out, uh, and a, a, they, re- they rescued the, 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 the like the teenage daughter, but they couldn't rescue the mom because she's in the wheelchair. The the, mm-hmm. the fireman couldn't, and so Warren uh, basically goes to the rooftop, uh, unf- unfurls his. And angel this wings. is like
1: really powerful stuff because the 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 one who was rescued is like begging for the fireman to let her in to save her. And they won't yeah. let her because, like, they're not going to let her run into a burning yeah, building. Yeah, she's and
0: crying and trying to get inside. Because she's not like,
1: them. and the thing that I really loved about it is she's not saying like, "You go save her." She's like, "If you're not going to, please give me the chance to." And like, mm-hmm. that's that's I, I that really stood out to me. I I, I am almost with slide
0: here. like, how can you compare? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah it's, so like, like it's they, like
3: crazy to me. Like, don't even fucking write that. Don't even try to the scene. Just fucking put it <laughs> on the paper and down. Then Ryan the fucking love Whatever. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Angel saves the, saves the old lady um, and puts her in a park nearby. And uh, the, the, the daughter sees her on the... She's crying because she thinks her mom's dead, but she sees her mom on the park bench. And she's like, wow, it's a miracle. And the mother says, tells her, uh, an angel saved me. An like, angel from uh, heaven came and, and, and brought me here and, sa- and saved me. And then they and immediately
1: it, put her in a home because they think she's crazy. No, I'm just
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good setup for the episode because now it's like yeah. people start to talk about like... it's Christmas and there's an angel like saving people and it it, it, if you look at the way Angel looks he if he came down to rescue you, he literally just looks like an angel from the Bible or something. Yeah, yes. Yes. Or, or at least our modern like interpretations of...
2: An additional thing that like um, gets stated later, where I was like, oh, this is actually very interesting and unique about this universe, they say that people don't know about mutants yet. Because I was like, right. how do you not just think it's just a mutant with wings? And it's because yeah. people think that it's just like humanity. There are no yes. mutants running around. And I was like, oh, okay.
3: Yeah, in evolution, there was a secret war. For the first two seasons, it was a secret war between mutants and humans. Mm. Uh, season three be- becomes more of a straight X Men series, which is why I, when I think the series really takes off. But this is this is still season two when the show was still hiding the fact that mutants exist. Mm. So it cuts to X Mansion, and this is just some of the stuff that I didn't like when I first watched the show. Uh, but uh, it's basically X Men at the X Mansion uh, interacting, and Nightcrawler <laughs> g- grabs a piece of tall and he tries to put it over Kitty Pryde, and so chasing around yeah. the X Mansion trying to uh, make out of her, and Kitty's like, "Get the fuck away from me!" And then. Uh, uh, Kurt's trying so so desperately to kiss her that he actually kisses Iceman, and they're both like, yeah, gross, boy mm-hmm.
0: kissing." It is so nine. Well, I guess it's early two thousands. It's early two thousands, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's that
3: kind of. Uh, it's not too long two thousand one, so it's still yeah. the same mentality. Uh, but you get some nice scenes where Professor X is talking to Wolverine and uh, uh, Professor X is like, "Ah, oh, to be young again," looking at Kurt and Kitty, and Wolverine's like, "Yeah, glad glad that's over." <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, that, I like and, Wolverine in both of
0: these episodes. Yes. <laughs>
3: and uh so
0: he's such a grumpus yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, so he has the Wolverine like a chance to stay at the x Mansion because everyone else is going home for christmas except for a few people uh cyclops and rogue uh beast and professor x and you Wolverine to to Wolverine's like no i'm going i'm going my own because i'm over him alone and fuck you x-men and so meanwhile this is a romance between rogue and cyclops that um
2: yeah, it seems like uh, they swapped should... out the love triangle of Jean, Scott, and Wolverine for Jean, Scott, and Rogue now. It's because
0: Wolverine's yeah. an adult and they're teenagers. Yeah, I think so. that would
3: it'd be better followed in any case. Uh, <laughs> but uh, people hate this love triangle. I thought uh, it made sense because basically Jean is like the the, the, the perfect uh, girl everyone loves. And in this scene, everyone's like adoring her uh, as she's giving out presents stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Rogue basically wants to be that, but she can't be. Um... So uh basically uh like uh she wants to be Jean and uh, Jean gets everything, including Scott. So like Rogue is basically like wishing she could be that. She's basically like, the outsider of the. Of yeah. the
2: like, I I think it's an interest. I think it's a good subversion because there's so much of just like at least from watching the original animated series of just like oh Jean 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 like Jean! both of them saying it so much. Where it's nice to be like now here's like people liking Scott a whole bunch.
1: Yeah. Also yeah. when the the show like this is secretly why
0: Sly likes he's like Cyclops <laughs> would be popular with women.
3: <laughs> I, I I do think this is my best version of Cyclops, but. Uh, it's more because everyone. It's more because he's
0: likable. I feel. like. I know. Like. I'm, I'm just kidding. I was just making a joke.
3: But and, I, I, and, and also, I feel like the '90s show
1: takes away a lot of Jean's agency in the love triangle, and it's nice to see it inverted, where it's the the guy is the one that's the object of possession more so than the girl, which we see every single fucking yeah. time in a love yeah, triangle. That's what I was saying.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And so, uh, Ro gives Cyclops uh, early Christmas presents. A sweater, a sweater, and so he's like, "Oh, I didn't expect this. I don't have anything for you." Yet. And, she, and Rogue's like blushing, saying, "You know, oh, don't worry about it." And Jean's watching them like interact, and she could tell she's like getting jealous about the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, uh, next day, everyone's getting ready to. Uh, uh, just, leave. I just
1: want to say, when I saw the scene, I imagined because it's Cyclops holding up the sweater, and Rogue is standing there, and I just pictured the Jimmy Olsen issue where Superman's burning him with his heat vision, and I was like, what if Cyclops just roasted this? Sweater? <laughs>
2: Listen to our Patreon episode if you want to hear us talk about that episode, or that yeah. comic, of why yeah. why did Superman burn Jimmy's sweater? They gave him for Father's Day. That's true. Because he adopted yeah, and, Jimmy Olsen.
3: And, and this is why I, I don't get why Daryl doesn't like this, because he always talks about using panels and pages to tell a story. And you could, she hmm. never makes it clear that she hates, uh, she's jealous of Rogue, but through her, just the few scenes they show of her, you could tell, like, she doesn't like her being with uh, Psychos for Christmas. Uh, well, herself. yeah,
2: you can you can like tell that, but I feel like I'm trying to think of the, the the right word here. I feel like it's been done in a lot of other cartoons too, or maybe I don't watch enough bad ones to be like th- you can do this better. Like you're sh- like they're showing and not telling, which is good, but it's also like I expect that from good media.
3: And also, there's another thing to point thing to clarify. 2001, uh, you had like Batman TAS, There was. There really was no Marvel cartoon on this level, so that's at all. very true. That's very like true. like that's not thing. Uh, you're comparing it to 19 a, a lot of stuff I'm gonna say a lot about this episode uh, is seems quite now, but uh, especially one thing I made really change in this episode. Especially when like, I watched in 2003, or whatever, I never saw a Christmas episode address religion at all. They've, they've always been Santa Claus. That's so a good that's
1: point. A, that's a really
3: good point. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, like, and now, and it's one of those things. Like, uh, now you're like, whatever. And, uh, I I don't know if they do it as much now, but I feel like in general people are more open to stuff in general now. Talking about uh, different relationship types and stuff like that. I imagine it's less common now. But I never saw religion addressed in Christmas episodes. Always uh, neutral, the American Santa, uh, good feelings kind of stuff. Mm. But this episode specifically talks about religion. Yeah, which uh, is interesting. So, uh. uh Warren uh, is reading a newspaper about himself, uh, saving that uh, lady. And he sees a guy getting mugged in uh, the uh, Central Park where he's uh, reading a newspaper. And Warren flies by and picks up, picks up the thief, uh, takes back the wallet, and leaves the guy hanging on the flagpole. And, uh the guy who got mugged is telling the police officer oh the angel came and the guy's like okay you now it's time for you to go to home sir <laughs> yeah but then but then Warren flies by and drops uh the wallet and they're like wow angels are real and, and on the news they're, they're, on the news there uh talk about it and people are they show some some non-dialect at all reaction on the street of just the crazy guy saying angels are among us and people are like he's trying to get, get away from him and like, uh people are uh, some people are laughing at that concept of it and uh beast and professor x are uh with Jean and scott uh not with the now empty x mansion rogan scott what i said gene right uh rogan scott
2: yeah because uh, G- gene's the, away on holiday
3: yeah. and uh they make it clear it's fucking boring there because uh beast is like let's go recopy the Danger room and right now they're playing chess by the fireplace so it's it's really uh like a quiet time uh, some x people mansion.
1: find chess fulfilling and not boring it's long. yeah <laughs>
0: Chess is a good game, like Beast.
3: <laughs> so, uh, uh, but seems broke's clearly bored. That's my that was my point saying that. What uh, R- <laughs> our R- R- supreme of chess is. I'll let it slide uh, this time. <laughs> so, uh, and they're hearing about the angel news and they're like, well, And Prestex like, "Hmm, this might be a mutant." Uh, and so, broke and, and Rogue offers like, "Hey, maybe me and Scott go check it out. Uh, go to see and check it out." He's like, "That's a good idea." Go, the two of you, and they start investigating all the people. Uh, again, no no dialogue whatsoever. Just a montage of them going from uh, person to person who saw the angel and uh, questioning them. And this scene uh, was where, like, this is a really special episode because they go to a diner and they're, and Broke's like, isn't that stupid? They all believe in angels. Uh, so that's ludicrous. And Scott's like, um, I kind of believe in angels. And he talks about when he was orphaned uh, and he lost his, he thought he lost his uh, brother in the same accident that yeah. killed like like his parents. And he, when he found out his brother Alex Havoc was alive, uh, he start, uh, a guy in Angels protected him, and he, that, that idea comforted him. And Rogue is like, wow, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't expect you to uh, 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 think that way. And she, she apologized for being basically insensitive. And then we cut to one of the bridges in, I think, hand Bridge, no, Brooklyn Bridge, and Magneto, uh, basically, uh, they don't say it's Magneto, but you could tell a guy in Magneto's, like, It's black that trench they show that.
2: him, like, move his, like, hands, and then you see some of the steel wires on the suspension bridge snap. Yeah, it, and so I was like, ah, oh, there he is.
3: Well, this scene, but he was in previous scenes, like, a shadowing Angel. Like, he was in scene yeah, before yeah, yeah. shadowing Angel. Yeah, and a you, and I don't coat. know about you, but uh, at least in the movies, he wore a black trench coat uh, and a black hat a lot of times. So I'm like, this is a very clear indicator that it's Magneto, mm-hmm. visually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, Angel sees that, uh, that Magneto is basically sabotaging this bridge. He doesn't see that Magneto is doing, but he sees that the uh, cars are he crashing. He seems like there's
2: an accident going on, and so Angel yeah. flies over to help... The people yeah. and this is when like Angel's now in like a suit because before he was just flying around like with his wings, but now he has like a, a kind of like an X Men suit.
0: And he a car flies off the bridge,
3: and he he before it he, hits he, the water, he like pulls the people out, yeah, yep. he saves all the people inside of it. But then uh, Magnus has cables, uh, basically, the crowd gathers around uh, Warren, uh, Warren, so crowning him. And uh, Magneto, subtly, uh, while Angel's not paying attention, he gets a piece of metal uh, wire trap around the Angel's legs. And Angel tries to kick it off him. And in the process, he accidentally uh, flaps his wings and knocks off the girl he just previously saved, previously saved yeah. uh, from the water. And she falls into water. And uh, now she actually does fall into the water. And Angel jumps into the water to save her into the ice cold water and he pulls her out. But now, the, when he pulls her out this time, doesn't somebody come up? It's like, Magneto. Yeah, Magneto comes up and he's like, I saw him knock her into the water. Yep. he's a fraud. He set up these emergencies just to save people. He's a fraud. He's a, f- and everyone's like, "Wow, he's a freak. He's a freak of nature." And they all start turning uh, on the crowd. Starts turning on Angel after Magneto basically turns uh, the uh, crowd against him. And so uh, Rogue and Scott are in a music store to hear people talking about the Angel, about how they're on the bridge and how he saved the girl. Now she's in the hospital, so they decide to go to the hospital to uh, investigate uh, into the matter. And um, uh, Angel does, Angel goes to visit the girl as well because he feels so, He clearly, through no actual dialogue, you could tell he feels remorse for what happened to her and feels guilt over it. And he goes to uh, watch her. And uh, after leaving her uh, bedroom, he dresses up as a, as a doctor. And Rogue and Psychops uh, are waiting outside trying to talk to the doctor to get his, to uh, see the girl. And they, and they see the wings fly out of Warren's uh, hospital uh, coat. And they say, Oh, it's him, and they start chasing after him. Uh but he, but he flies away because he's a fucking Angel. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, they basically have a meeting at the church where the parents are praying because uh, The doctor
3: says the doctor said oh, he, oh Warren overheard the doctor saying that they're at the church uh praying for the, the girl. Right. And so yeah. this
0: the scene here takes place in the church where Scott and Rogue are looking for Angel there. Angel went there to go see the parents, I guess. And Magneto's there and he talks he in the he talks to Angel and he's like or to Warren and he's like Hey, you know, it really sucks that people don't trust us, uh, right? Don't you see that you do good things and then? But he, he, says, he says,
3: he says, he says. He, I like the way he frames it, like specifically, like uh, you, you think, you think that they're gonna accept you, by, by you saving them all the time, but they turn on you immediately. Like, like we did one thing today; they all were like, "You're a freak, you're a monster." Like, you think, you think you, by saving them, you're gonna, they're, you're making them, lo- they love you. No, they're gonna turn you the second, in uh, any, any second, and then call you like, a, treat like a freak and. Which I thought was a clever way of Magneto to frame the conversation. But
2: yeah. to, to me, it was bizarre. Maybe it's because like I was extrapolating what I know of Magneto onto him, but I'm like, you're the one that instigated this. You're the one that said, hey, look, he did that on purpose. They pushed that girl into the water.
1: But
0: that's the point. He's manipulating. Right. More. Yeah, and I think he, he, he probably, from his perspective, he's like this. Weird, this could happen anytime you save someone. They could. Hey,
2: I, I thought, like, I always thought that Magneto would be like he would just let humans show how nasty they are, like on their own, rather than like I need to manipulate you in order to get you to see that I'm right.
1: Like he would have enough lack of
3: faith in humanity. To
2: yeah, like I, I, always felt like Magneto would be the kind of guy like he didn't even need to push that girl and he'd just be like, no, they're just gonna turn well, first on of you. All, like f- Trust me. Here's
3: one thing I feel about Magneto. He's a bad guy in the he does bad things like he kidnaps rogue and tries to make her uh die for him instead of him using magnet machine like he's a bad guy he manipulates <laughs> people all the time just because he has a certain metamotic he is a bad guy he is definitely in his line to manipulate people to get a fast result the end is justified means for him that's one point point. and two his point is that uh all it takes take one, all it takes take is for one person to, to call him out and everyone sh- the whole entire that's crowd true, that's very really true so, like, it is very in his nature to manipulate them, and his point still stands, even though he manipulated them. That, right, cause I, I was everyone... thinking that, too,
0: where I'm like, he probably, in his perspective, is like, this could happen anytime Angel saves someone, but I need it to happen now so that I can, like, recruit him. But this is not <clears> something <throat> that's
1: out of, the, out of the question, that, that yeah. people just turn on him. I think Sly has the good point, is he didn't pretend to be the whole mob. They just needed one excuse to hate him, and he gave them the excuse, and they took it right away.
3: Yeah. And so, the angel still like, uh, "Fuck off! I, I'm not gonna join your, your little racket." And uh, Magneto's like, "This could have been easy, but now you have to kidnap you." So he uses metal to uh, bind uh, Warren, and but Warren manages to uh, wiggle out of the metal wrappings that Magneto uses, and he starts flying towards the, starts trying to fly out, fly out. But now they're in the center of the church, and the parents see uh, an angel fighting. Uh, looks like a guy in red and, and black. <laughs> And uh, uh, Magneto starts. They start, uh, he, he captures Angel again, but now Rogue and uh, Cyclops show up, and they start uh, helping Angel. And there's a, and there's a uh, fighting. Another reason why I like it better in terms of writing is because it's more like the comics where. Each individual event matters. It's not just they quip and punch each other, and it could be arbitrary which how you cut the scenes. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's a very uh, a specific flow where Psychops fl- frees Angel, he blasts uh, Magneto, Magneto falls to the ground, Rogue absorbs Magneto's powers, and Magneto tries to escape after having Magneto's powers, Ma- and then Rogue chases him. Uh, and then they, they have a Magneto duel in, above the streets of New York. And then Magneto wins, and Rogue is sent flying. And Angel recovers uh, from from before and manages to rescue her before she falls to the ground. A very concise, well illustrated fight scene that actually make that actually has a, uh, a sequence of events that matter. Yeah, yeah it's a
0: good flow to it.
3: Yeah, yeah. And that's the reason why I'm evolution movie. That's one of my favorite cartoons because even in general, even nowadays, I feel like uh, a lot of cartoons uh, don't do it as often. Uh, yeah, I, a, just I agree. to
0: plug uh, Avatar again here. Uh, that's why I love it. All the fights <laughs> in that is that they have yes. very specific use of powers to achieve certain goals. Uh, as opposed to many shows, which are just like we beam at each other or we punch each other.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've complained about that in the comics too. Like, I yeah. think it's just it's an action trope that just like sucks. That like yeah. the, it's, it's just not it's not a
0: trope. Stuff. It's it's more like I'm I don't know how to write a good fight scene. Yeah, so like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
3: just it's just lazy writing, isn't it? Like, yeah. we call it a trope. but It's, lazy, it's just a trope that happens because it's lazy. But I, mean, I feel like most tropes are lazy writing. But yeah, yeah it, it is. That, that's that's why are tropes because. Uh, he couldn't come up with something original so he just resorted to something that's yeah ex- exactly wars. uh so then after uh, Magneto gets away but angel does save rogue and they, they meet up in the hospital a- uh, afterwards uh and they, they talk and basically they pitch the x-men to him but warren's like well, what What? what's different about your group than uh magneto's racket like am i just gonna be just another soldier in your dumb little wars um and like psychop uh, tries to explain like oh we're, we're trying to h- help you he- he munis to learn the powers but it's very clear, and this is another reason why I like this episode, because in, like, a X-Men yes, they'll end up in a happy note, but it's clear, Warren isn't buying what they're selling. He's just like, fuck off. And he, and he but he, and he and just goes to see the little girl at the end, because she's finally recovering. It's, like, this uh, nice little scene where uh, Rogue uh, is, like, tearing up, seeing the family reunited with their daughter. And yeah. the little girl's saying how an angel saved her again. No, she's saying how the angel came to her while she's in the hospital. She saw him. It's just yeah. nice, another nice little moment. Yeah. And now uh, there's another, another reason why it's my favorite uh, cartoons. You get to see all the X-Men at home, their families, with their, all the different traditions. Jean's with her tr- uh, typical American Midwest family going out for Christ- uh, Christmas tree shopping. Rogue, uh, uh, Kitty is celebrating Hanukkah with her family. Probably the first time I ever suffer- saw menorah in fucking cartoons. Oh, uh, Rugrats. <laughs> uh, Rugrats. Oh, a... uh, Rugrats, yeah. <laughs> and, but uh, Nightmare goes to see his family in Germany. Uh, uh, storm is having coffee with her, uh, I think, cousin. The men start throwing snowballs at them, and Storm's like, fuck you, makes a snorestorm at them. <laughs> uh, Wolverine's by himself playing pool. And uh, Beast and Professor X are drinking coffee. And this is one reason why I... I, I this show completely eclipses X-Men T S because X-Men Evolution is an X-Men show. Well, X-Men T S is mostly a Wolverine show, for the most part, with a few select episodes gotcha. of Bastering Characters. Every there's, there's wolfing section episodes about him going weapon X, those all feature great character moments with all the X-Men. There's never there's never a moment in X-Men Evolution where I feel like this character should speak up more or whatever, because it gotcha. feels like every character feels fleshed out. Well, X-Men Evolution X-Men TS is always some like they don't mention the wedding. In the wedding episodes, Jingo gets kidnapped, uh Psychops uh is like oh no Psychops doesn't even say oh no. They don't, Psychops never says anything. Jin gets kidnapped. It takes two episodes, <laughs> it takes until part two of that that that, that, that five parter for Psychops to say anything about Jin getting kidnapped. That is, that is so common that show because that, that show is so expedient that so many characters don't get any moments of, of to shine a lot of times because I, the gotcha, I feel I like gotcha. these sh- shuffling
1: to say. I mean I I don't disagree with any of that for sure. Truly an Xmas miracle. Yeah. X-Men Xmas. X-Men Xmas. So similarly, we opened this episode talking about the war on holidays. So I just want to mention that the Potster podcast on our network, Flying Machine network, is the website jay has done a many parts on the war on christmas and every year she does a war on christmas episode and it's always really really enjoyable so you should check that out and you could get that at flying like i said or anywhere that you find this show her show probably also is and you could join our discord and the links are all in the show notes all that kind of stuff follow us on twitter divisive issues and everything else yeah, you guys have any other special holiday greetings?
2: Uh, Enjoy the holidays. Yeah. Try not to despair too much if, if things are looking down. You know, things always get better. <laughs> I or feel they like, can't get better. <laughs> that's,
1: pretty, that's pretty uniform uh, advice, I think, for the last few years. Try not to despair too much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're a little girl and you get thrown into an ice cold lake and it looks like you feel like you're going to die. But you can pull through.
1: If an angel comes and saves you.
2: Yeah, sometimes we we got to be our own angels.
1: Yeah, sometimes you got to be your own angel, and don't be a grumpus.
2: Don't be a grumpus.
1: Okay, so thank you all for listening to another holiday extravaganza here at Divisive Issues. I've been covered in scorpions.
2: Shit, that is
3: the <laughs> best one. I've been a like grumpus.
0: I've been covered in cranberry glaze. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've been stroking a picture of Santa Claus. Going gene. I don't know why it's Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in continuity.
0: Covered with scorpions. Covered with,
1: scorp- no. covered, covered with scorpions. No. Covered with scorpions. Get them off me. I give you the incredible flying machine. <laughs>